nine one and two, twenty points, goal differential sixteen. That's tops in the league. Four game win streak can't be stopped. All right. Well, Kick the Rangers' butt on Sunday. All right. Do we want to get into that again? Almost died. You did almost die. I didn't throw it that hard. I don't think I can ever drink wine in the water again. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. I'll have like PTSD. You flung that thing. I mean, that thing was coming in hot. I don't think. I know you didn't mean to hit me, but it didn't miss by much. I didn't mean to hit you. That's correct. I was about to say I'm generally not a violent person, but I would be lying. I was thinking about bleeping some stuff out, but I left it completely uncensored. No. I just hit explicit on the last episode. By the way, if you haven't listened to the last episode, no. oh, you, you're in for a good time. Did your dad listen to the last episode? I don't think anyone's listened to the last okay, episode. Okay, cool. Alright, let's get into it this All week. Right. It's spooky season. It is spooky season, that's correct. These costumes are crazy. They are. I like. The, I think the Canucks did the best job. Yeah, I like the... I, I, I've seen Shrek, but I like. I don't watch it religiously like some people. I don't even know who some of these characters are. Uh, okay. Donkey's just donkey. That's yeah, okay. Yeah. I don't know... I don't even know who these people are. Um, I don't know who the... Like, I mean, I guess the pigs are like... The three little pigs, because they are in Shrek, but, like, there's only two of there's them. There's only two. But who gets to be Shrek? That's my question. <laughs> like, Captain? Captain of the team gets to be Shrek or something. I want to know who the gingerbread man I'd is. I'd want to be the gingerbread man. He's an angry-looking fellow. And then <laughs> who's is. the girl? Is that Fiona or something? Yeah, that's Fiona. I wonder who got Fiona. Who they may be Fiona. <laughs> it looks... That's kind of a feminine-looking face. Yeah, it's probably they one of their wives makeup or on. something. Oh, you think? Oh, I thought yeah. it was one of the players. They do a lot of couple costumes in the NHL. I see that a lot. Like, when I'm scrolling through social media, a lot of them do, like, couples costumes, which is kind of cool. Not gonna lie. Columbus did Anchorman, and they nailed it. They nailed yeah. it. Yeah. A movie, again, that I've seen, but I haven't seen in a very long time, so I, it's Steve Carell, right? Wait, no, it's, um, you know, yeah, Steve Carell's in it, right? And then I think it's, um... How does this make you feel? Who's that? That's, uh, Ryan O'Reilly. Oh, is that, like... I have no. I, I'm trying to figure out what's going on. I don't know. I don't really know either. He, I just saw his um, MVP. Is this supposed to be someone on the Blues? Okay. Yeah, he's he got, is on the Blues. Ryan O'Reilly is. What on did the he player. win MVP? He I did. assume. Wow, that's kind of not a good costume. I'm not gonna lie. And what is this supposed to be like? A dunk? I don't know. I didn't scroll. I don't know. I think the Blues win worst costume of the year. They have a lot. Because congratulations, of you won as yourself. Man, there's a lot of these that I miss. No, they were all just posted, like, within within today. Oh, see, I don't like NF- NHL Instagram. Why? It's very sporadic. I can't follow. I have no idea. Like, there's no direction towards what they post. No, yeah. I think they could just use a new social media, like, intern. I'd be glad. I'd be happy to do it. You should do that. I'd you be should happy definitely to do apply for that job. Uh, Tyler Sagan and the Stars... Looking pretty good in the Mario Kart costumes. Yeah, not a chance that you and Kelly look that good. <laughs> Why don't you tell everyone what you're being for Halloween? Um, we were, me and my friend are being Mario and Luigi, but she gets to be Luigi because she's taller. I always have to add that bit in. Why was Toad picked to go along with Mario <laughs> and Luigi? Here? No, that's Yoshi. Oh, Yoshi, I'm sorry. I don't know. It's a decent looking costume. Tyler Sig and then the stars continue to win. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. And these little cars are just a very nice touch. Well, it's Mario Kart. Yeah, but at the same time, none of those cars are carts in the actual game. 
I mean, yeah, if they got actual cars in the game, that would be really impressive. That would have put him over the top. That would have. That then I would have said they probably have the best costume, but I gotta go with Shrek. That's pretty. Overvoting. I know, but I'm just saying, like Shrek, I think is the best one. To be honest, I've never seen Anchorman, so I can't really. But who's in the green in the Canucks? Well, what character is that supposed to be? Um. Who just wears green? It's very shiny. Their costumes are very shiny. I'm not sure. Oh. That could be, um, the what's Prince his whatever, name? Prince yeah, Charming. Prince Charming, where his name is literally Prince Charming, and he oh, doesn't, <laughs> and he doesn't have any other name. <laughs> well, Halloween's tomorrow, is it not? It is tomorrow. Guess what I'm going as? You wouldn't tell me. I have a secondary costume. My A oh. costume will not be revealed. My B costume's going to be pretty good. I can tell you this, for my A costume, I'm going to shave everything but the mustache. I'm going to need a mustache. <laughs> and then I figured, you know what, while I have the mustache there, I might as well go as Gardner Minshew. No way! That's awesome! Do you know the picture that went viral of Gardner Minshew when he went to... Um, the jorts? Washington? Yeah. I'm going to I do jorts. know. That's... No, oh my... When? When are you doing this? That's going to be a Friday night one. So, that's... I'm going out with you guys Thursday and Friday just to see this. I really want to see this. I don't think I'll be able to get his jersey, but I think I'm just going to get, like, go to TJ Maxx, get, like, a generic red, yeah. like, sports And shirt. a bandana. And I'm going to need a bandana. I think I have... I have the aviators. Ah, uh, you do. And then I'm just gonna like paint cougars across the front, and it's gonna be perfect. I think I've ankle oh, socks too. Oh, that's so awesome! It's just gonna be cold, but yeah, it's gonna it be is well gonna be cold. It. It, yeah, it's actually tomorrow's supposed to be 65, even though it's raining, so it's not gonna be that bad. Uh, but tomorrow's Halloween, so that's for the a costume, and it's in the mail. What's in the mail? Costume. The A costume? Yeah. Pieces of it. <laughs> do it we shipped think... out today. Amazon Prime. Very clutch. Do we think that it'll get here by tomorrow night? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm just hoping that the package center mm-hmm. here at Ithaca can um, get it together and <laughs> make it available for me tomorrow. Because, But if not, that will well be the Friday costume and then oh. Minshew will move up to the Thursday costume. So, like, I mean, you know, I'd like to wear this one tomorrow, but you'll see, just like everyone oh. else. Well, no one else will see, but you'll see. What do you mean no one else will see? No one else will see. Does Kelly know? Oh, yeah. I can make it the cover for a couple days, but... Does Kelly know what what you're being? I don't know. Maybe. I I feel like I'm the only one being secretive about it. I think Jacob is probably telling you. I don't know. I haven't talked to Jacob, so I wouldn't really know. It's going to look pretty sick, though. It's It's a good costume. It's not, like, funny or anything. It's just, like, a serious, good, solid costume. I'm hoping people get the reference, but... It's based on a show, but I feel like not a lot of people watch what the show, show, but some people do. No, see that, that I'll be giving it away. What if I don't watch the show? That's a bad question. Um, you could start. Exact, but how, but I wouldn't know if you didn't tell me. Well, what you'll show? find out tomorrow. We're going, this, this is going in circles. Okay. Let's just, um, right. get into starts of the week. Yeah, that's correct. Because this is a hockey podcast. Well, it's spooky season, it is so there's an, ex- there's an exception. I'm usually not excited for spooky season, but once I finally get my costume, that's when it comes. Yeah, the day, you know, October 30th, when you finally get yeah. your act together. Yeah, 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 But it's always so stressful just finding a costume. Like, yeah. I went to Party City last night at 9, 9 o'clock at night trying to figure out Yeah, I was going to say, I opened that Snapchat when it was about 9.30. I didn't even know Party City was open that late. No, it was so random. We were just downstairs watching watching baseball, and we were just talking about costumes. It was like, I have one costume, but everyone was like, I don't have a second. So we just said... Why are you saying it's open until midnight? Let's oh. just go see what's up. Oh. We got nothing. And it wasn't until I like until breakfast this morning when I was sitting with some people that they said, Oh, you're gonna have a mustache? What are you, Gardner Minshew? And I was like, Oh 
maybe I should be Gardner Minshew. Okay. That'd be that's okay. gonna be awesome. Yes. I'm very excited for that. Where are you getting the jorts from? Are you cutting jeans? Jack down the hall has a pair of scrap jeans that he's gonna allow me to cut. <laughs> it's gonna be so good. <laughs> Awesome. I can't wait to see that. I'm just trying to figure out how revealing I want them to be. <laughs> like, I don't, How revealing are they in the photo? I'm going to look it like up. Like, they're mid-thigh. Like, Ooh. it's kind of... <laughs> <laughs> go big or go home. For those so. of you that don't know this picture, it went viral not too long ago. Gardner Minshew is taking the NFL by storm. He's kind of, like, cooled down. He is the best marketing strategy in the NFL. Yeah. And then I was thinking, you know what? To make this costume even better, I need an Uncle Rico. Have you seen Napoleon Dynamite? I have not. Oh, that's a joke, right? No, it's not. Okay, so Napoleon Dynamite is a fantastic movie from about... When was it made? I have no idea. I've never seen it. Um, I just Googled it, but I can't figure out when the movie... Uncle Rico, basically, is this hilarious character from Napoleon Dynamite. He was He's like that typical guy, that typical uncle that says, I wouldn't made it to the league if I didn't blow out my shoulder. Oh, wait. Um. Yeah, okay, I did see this. I just fell asleep at the end. That's Uncle Rico. And he looks like Gardner Mitch a lot. And Yeah, dude, you gotta go to the mid-thigh. Go big or go home. I need to get to leg day then. Oh my gosh, look at his legs. Yeah, for real. That's crazy. <laughs> but they did, there was like a Sunday NFL countdown piece. Yeah, look at this. Where they found Uncle Rico, put him side by side with Gardner Minshew. And <laughs> like, how awesome is that? So you have options here is what you're telling me. I have I'm so excited. All right, should we get into the stars of the week yeah. then? But like, I hate Halloween because like it took me like three days to finally come up with something, and then it just takes one breakfast with the guys where I say the word mustache, and they say, "Oh, Gardner Minshew," and it's gonna be perfect. So I mean, you never know when you're gonna stumble onto your good idea. Anyway, hockey. Okay. Uh, the first star. You should say this because I don't want to talk about it. First star is Brad Marchand. Now, yes, I agree. He's been very, very good. But a lot of players on the Bruins have been very, very good. I think it could be Pasternak or Bergeron. Pasternak's on a 10-game point streak. I guess Marshan just... I mean, did he score? He scored a few against the Rangers. Um, he did score last night. It's saying... I don't even know how to read these stats. With three, five... Okay, three goals, five assists, eight points, and three contests. And the Bruins won 8-1-2. and two, um, Are currently 9-1-2, actually. But it was a perfect week and extended their overall point streak to seven games. So, Yeah, the Rangers took an L. He had a goal and assist against the Maple Leafs. I feel like it was a while ago. Oh, October 22nd, okay. And then he had an assist when we beat St. Louis. And honestly, like, this is an interesting pick from the NHL. First star, Brad Marchand. I, I could name a few players on the Bruins I had better weeks. Yeah, I think Pasternak had a better week. I think Patrice Bergeron well, definitely Pasternak had won it better. last week. Didn't Patrice have a uh, hat Bergie trick? Bergeron had a hat trick against the Rangers. Yeah, exactly. So he, I think he added an assist, mm-hmm. maybe even a goal last night. I bet they didn't count the games last night, though. Yeah. Towards this, but that's fine. It's fine. I'll take it nonetheless, Brad Marchand. Another Bruin is the first star of the week. Tells you all you need to know about how their season's going. Uh-huh, but I digress. Yeah. I don't, we don't sure. need to talk about it that much because just We don't, this point. because I'll throw another water bottle at and you. And it's about time we talked about some other hockey teams. That is true. Like the Predators. The Preds just signed Roman Josie to... Uh, Josie? Josie? Josie, I think. Josie, not sure. The, the pronunciation is going to be interesting when we get on to our next segment. Because how it's actually pronounced is going to be very crucial to my pick. Because he is going to be our... Um, guess where he's from? 
Oh, yes. So we're going to need to figure out how that actually is pronounced. Well, the Predators right now are second in the Western Conference with eight wins, three losses, and one OT. So they're pretty solid. Uh, Roman Josie always, he's been pretty solid with, um, I'm trying to think where I saw one of his plays on. I don't know. The only thing I saw from him was the eight year deal. They locked Uh him up. They locked him down for a very long time. And I just saw like the video of him walking into like the locker room or walking down the tunnel after he signed the deal and everyone was going nuts for him. I guess he's very loved. Yeah, I think in uh, he is a point scorer and he is a playmaker definitely for the Predators, especially now that they no longer have P.K. Subban. They're going to try and start filling in those holes. And I think because they are second, they've proven that they don't really need Subban at all. They're second in the Western. They're doing outstandingly well. So I thought that not having Subban would have a bigger impact on this Predators team, and clearly as of right now it does not. I have a quick story about the Predators. Oh, go. It's an interesting story. It's not really hockey-related, but last... Half of this isn't hockey-related, so... Spring break last year, me and some guys went to Nashville. Um, And, like, we spent most of our time in New Orleans, but we pit-stopped in Nashville for a night. And I'm trying to figure out... Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were on Main Street in Nashville one night where all the bars are, and it's absolutely sick. We couldn't get into the bars, obviously, Mm -hmm. but we had some bomb barbecue... And when we were getting ready to, to um, when we were walking up and down the bars, the Predators had just lost. And mm. it's very close, like, their, um, their stadium is very, very close to Main Street. It is on Main Street. So what all the people do is after win, after loss, whatever it may be, they all just walk down from the stadium and just go to the bars. And they drink to celebrate or they drink to, forget. you know, forget the loss. <laughs> These are some of the coolest fans I think I've ever met. I don't know why, but I think I was wearing a Bruins shirt that night. Um, then you know, I didn't know that, like, you know, I was going to Nashville. I was like, when you think Nashville, like, I'm not, yeah, you don't, I'm not thinking hockey, but, yeah. you know, the Predators are very good anyway. No, so I of, don't think hockey either when I go to Nashville. A lot of the Predators fans saw my Bruins jersey, and so many of them just stopped to talk to me about hockey. I was like, hey, guys, like, listen, <laughs> I have a podcast planned for, like, in, like, eight months. You know, it, it's, it's yeah, in the works. Definitely. but definitely. Um, I don't know much about hockey at the moment, and they were like telling me all the stuff about how like the Predators were gonna face the Bruins in the like in the in the Stanley Cup or at some point in the playoffs, and they were just really friendly fans. And they had they had just gotten their asses kicked in the game that night because I remember like checking the store. I was like, okay, are these gonna be happy fans or are these gonna be pissed off fans? And they were not happy at all. They got their doors blown off, but they were still just some of the coolest fans I think. Yeah, they are, I don't know. Nice like, people down there. You Nashville. you didn't probably didn't follow hockey when this was a thing, but there was a thing where in Nashville they would throw these giant fish on the ice. Like, just chuck these I giant fish. I know what you're talking fish. about. I've seen this, yeah. So, when I, before that happened, I never thought, like, Nashville and hockey. I thought, like, Nashville and, like, country music and, like, football, like, maybe baseball. The bars I, are so cool. I oh did not think about hockey and then I saw that and I was like wow first of all the first question that crossed my mind is how would you get a fish that big into the stadium because they had like they looked like almost they were huge fish ginormous and I'm just thinking to myself do you like put that in your jacket like well like do they care if you're sneaking fish into the okay so if you if you tried to bring something like that into Madison Square Garden they'd bring the NYPD like to your location but it's a fish what's it gonna do a dead fish is that a weapon listen 
I don't know, it's not, but you could be, like, it's New York, like, obviously, like, anytime something's fishy, NYPD's getting called in. Did you actually <laughs> do that on purpose I or no? I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I did not mean to do that at all. I really hate myself for that. The title of this episode just wrote itself. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. Anyway, I'm just curious as to how they let, how security let that in, like, I How just, many fish were there? Quite a few, and quite a few big ones. And then the refs had to, like, would get pissed off because they had to literally stop play to have somebody come on the ice and get the fish. Okay, here's my issue with the fish. So, like, uh, I'm wondering if these are clean fish. Because here's the thing. If you throw a fish onto the ice, like, sl- fish are slippery. I don't know what's on fish that makes them like that. But if that gets on the ice, right, Don't uh, you got to figure that that's compromising the ice. And the Zamboni's got to come out and clean the ice. Well, they didn't come out and clean the ice. Just took the fish. Oh, and I, well, I'm curious if players were slipping on like fish slime fish or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't um, think it was a clean fish. I don't really care. Think they cared. I think it was more for like visual effect and for smell. But what does the fish mean? I have no idea. People also started throwing giant target-sized teddy bears onto the this ice. This is what I'm talking about. Nashville fans are just the coolest people on earth. I don't know. Us Ranger fans are Call me cool. a big Nashville guy. I can't wait to go back when I'm 21. <laughs> we did sneak into one bar, though, and heard an Ozzy Osbourne cover band. So good. They were going nuts on Crazy Train. And, oh, I definitely have a video somewhere. That's great. I wanted to get into the Jason Aldean bar, but that is airtight on security. They don't mess around in Nashville with these bars. Uh, there were people throwing up left and right, so obviously <laughs> they don't want minors, like, sneaking into bars and throwing up left and right, and next thing you know, they've got, like, a huge-ass lawsuit. But, yeah. Nashville is definitely a place to hit when uh, you can actually experience it. Same with Bourbon Street, but Main Street, better than Bourbon Street, I'm just going to say right now. Right. New Orleans over Nashville, but Nashville's bars over New Orleans bars. Nice. Although New, or- New Orleans has um, open can policy, though. So you can take your, um, you can just like walk around with an open beer can. That's cool. In New Orleans. I have never been to Nashville or New Orleans. There were, there were two places high on my list, so. We knocked him off. It was a big road trip with the guys. It was, it was a good time last year. A road trip? Oh, yeah. We, How long did we take... drove. Oh, shit. How we long? flew to Louisville, where one of our friends lives. And then from there to Nashville, oh, I want to guess six hours. Oh, I just remember from Nashville to New Orleans, it was about ten hours. Oh, okay. But, you know, it didn't feel like it. We rotated and drove pretty quick. That's fun. Because uh, no one's on the road. No, so yeah. We, we make good time. Nashville fans are pretty interesting. Very fun. Uh, they are very passionate fans. I will give them that. Um, and then the third star, Brian Elliott, the goalie for the Flyers, who had some great saves um, in his last game, which I can't remember what he played. So he was 3-0, and and he had about two goals against like goals against him average, which is pretty average for a hockey game. And what I think people are talking about most is that he has a 93 save percentage, which is absolutely insane. Nuts. In four games, which... um, But you know what that tells me? What does that say? So the Flyers are giving up a shit ton of shots. Yeah, I agree. If he's still allowing two a game. Yeah, I I agree. I can do the math, but I don't want to. Yeah, you're they must be giving up like guy. 40, 50 shots a game. Yeah, I agree because well, Flyers got those, yeah, because those numbers don't add up now that I'm looking at no, them. He's three and zero though, so uh, yeah, they so go three and zero in that span. So the Flyers were yeah, he games. turned uh, thirty three shots for Vegas, which now that I'm thinking about, that probably wasn't a game where they let up a lot of shots, but that just means the Flyers' defense has to kind of get it together. 
Uh, where are the Flyers right now in the standings, you may ask? It Probably middle of the pack. They're they 12th metro? in the Eastern oh, east. Conference. In the Metro right now? Oh, they're, they're the slipping. Cry, they are 6th, just ahead of the New York Rangers. Still, though, two really rule anyone out. Although the Bruins, I mean the uh, the Flyers didn't sell a bunch of their pieces last year, so no, they didn't. They their squad looks a lot the same. I am no, not like Wayne Simmons and like oh, I guess it was just Wayne Simmons. I uh, well, just want to point this out because I have seen all over social media and I've heard from even though Devils fans are a small population, oh, no. a very small population, I just see them like hating on Capo Caco and them just like cheering, but they have two wins. And this is coming from a Ranger fan who we suck right now. They have two wins and five losses, and they're last in the Metro with P.K. Subban and Jack Hughes. So yeah, Jack Hughes may have more goals. Capo Caco did score his second goal last night. They, he may have more goals, but your team still isn't winning, which is a problem. Let me play devil's advocate. They played the least... <laughs> did, you, did you mean to do that? Yo! <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even realize it? No. I didn't. <laughs> it's infectious. Two extremely good... Po- like, what? I'm not, I don't even think I want to get to the point I was going to make. I just want to let that sit for a second. Let that sink in. But no, to, to play devil's advocate, um, they played the least amount of games in the league. By, by a considerable amount. They played one less than the Rangers, so I'll give them that. But everybody else has played either 11 or more. Yeah, except for the Rangers and the Devils. The most being 14. So, I mean, uh, they have room to get some wins and, you know, catch back up. Yeah, but their point differential is negative 14. Yeah, that's That's really bad. And at home, and they're not winning at home. They're 2 and 2 at home. 2, 2 and 2. But away, they're 0 and 3. They can't win on the road. If that's any projection for this season, then they're probably going to go close to 40 and. 40 or 41 and um no doubt they have issues but they do have issues but it just annoys me when i just see devil's fans like going around trashing like the rangers and capo caco and you're last yeah. geographically like, very close um, yeah you know, Geogra- yeah well the problem is they're bitter because they there aren't a lot of Jer- they're first of all the only professional sports team based out of new jersey like, you could talk about the Giants and the Jets, but they don't represent New Jersey. They represent New York, and they yeah. play in Jersey. And the Nets used to be in Jersey, but now they're in Brooklyn. So they are literally the only professional sports team that Jersey, like, has. So I don't know what the deal is here. And let's, the Rangers bring in the most money at any team in the NHL. That's just a fact. I saw a stat on it. They're an original six team. They've had a following for over 90 years. So to just convert, like, as I get what happens when you – put up new organizations like Seattle we're doing an expansion draft in 2021 and Seattle's getting a team yeah but unless Seattle's a geographically larger location than Jersey because you can have a lot of the northwest a lot of them would become Seattle fans probably close to the area of like the Seattle Seahawks like you can have a larger amount of people because you have already the Islanders in New York the Rangers in New York and Buffalo in New York and now you're throwing in a Jersey team which people aren't just going to switch their allegiance if you lived in Jersey your whole life and you were a Rangers fan and then there was an expansion draft and then now you have New Jersey you're not just going to become a Jersey fan the only way that they would get fans is if they made the playoffs and the Rangers and the Islanders really were terrible like Vegas 
when Vegas made the playoffs their first year. That's how they got all their fans. Number one, they put on a show because it's Vegas, and every time you watch, like, the pregame, I remember sitting down with my dad to watch. It was a 7.30 start, and it's 7.50, and they're doing all this pregame stuff, and I'm just like, what the heck? I just want to watch the game. But that worked for them. But also, they were in a playoff, so now they have a much larger following than they did if they were just a, a third-year um, team. Yeah, they did, and I thought they had a real chance. They came out flat, like they came out looking like the stronger team against the Capitals. First game, not going to lie, I was getting kind of cocky. I was like, we got this. Alex Ovechkin's going down. I was like, I can't wait. This is going to be great. It was all over my private story because I didn't have a life. My dad was like, I don't know. Don't count Ovechkin out. You know, he's kind of insane and he's also insanely good. And they also have an insanely deep roster with TJ Oshie, Tom Wilson. Um, and um, Carlson, was he there? Was John Carlson? Yes, he was. Um, I'm trying to think. Is there a goalie? Braden Holtby, right? Yes. Yeah. Braden Holtby sucks, though. He didn't in the playoffs. No, he didn't. But I was like, no, believe me, we got this. And then they lost so bad. But it was cool to watch. I really wanted them to win. I just liked how on one side of the ice it said Stanley Cup Final, and on the other side it said Inaugural Season. I thought that was really funny to me. That could just be me. But... I don't know. It was fun to watch. That was my little rant about no, Jersey fans about, and expansion There's so much teams. irony in it. Like, you know, there is. And I, it, I just found it absolutely It's so easy hilarious. to get behind, too. It is, especially when... But rest in peace, New Jersey, after that. I'm sorry. Solid take. I, no, I, good just, take, good take. I had to let it out. It just really... Because there's this girl in my grade here. I don't know her personally, but I just followed her on Instagram. And all she does is post about, like... I don't even post about game days, and I'm me, who majors in sport. When you play in Newark, New Jersey, yeah. like it's okay to be a little bit better, because like I mean, yeah, no, but she was she just posts about Newark, like how they're playing and they're doing like if you didn't follow hockey but followed this girl's Instagram, you would think the Devils were one of the best teams in the league because she just posts about them all the time and they're just not. And then Capo Caco like gave out a press statement saying he wasn't playing good hockey and he needed to get better, and she just posted that and was just like oh my god, LOL, like, Jack Hughes is better. And this is when, like, they both had one goal, Capo had more assists, and Jack Hughes was too busy slamming his stick on the ice in frustration to actually do more. That's just what annoys me. But that was my little rant for today. I don't really... I have nothing against Jersey. I loved Marty Brodeur when he was playing. He was a really solid goalie. He was probably one of the first goalies that... Because, like, or first really good goalies that I kind of followed... Um, cause I did watch Devils games, not gonna lie, because he was playing. Um, but Henrik Lundqvist, it will forever be the GOAT. He's amazing. He also has amazing hair. Oh, we're going there. Okay. And he's just awesome. I was just gonna say, like, he got me thinking about, like, who I despise in the NHL. And I guess I really, I really don't. It's just Nazem Kadri, if anybody. Just because one just terrible hit just had such an impact on me. I named my, one of my fancy hockey teams just, like, suspend Kadri just because <laughs> of one hit. But, I, I mean... I don't think I interact with too many other, like, hockey fans There's to get pissed at a certain, like... Group? Yeah. I'm not... It's like, I'm... I... Believe it or not, I don't interact with a lot of hockey fans either, and that's really all I talk about, because there aren't that many. Like, it's just, they're really... I came here thinking that I'd find my group, I'd find a ton of fans, and they're just not here. It's mainly... This isn't directed at you. It is mainly just P 
people who are Boston fans who are Bruins fans because the Bruins are good and they're just like oh the Bruins are really good and I'm like alright I know that what else do you, you know about them they're like nothing and I'm like alright cool yeah like I, I'm like I'm not, I'm not gonna act like I've been a Bruins fan my like entire life I really started watching the Bruins maybe like my senior in high school when we finally started to get the NHL center ice package and like I had the games and I was like you know I've always enjoyed watching them but I never really could so I started watching them senior year in high school and then they got really good last year and I kept watching every game and I started to learn you know a lot about the team last year mm-hmm. so it's not like I was just saying oh yeah Bruins are in the Stanley Cup but I don't know anything yeah. about like I re- like I followed the team really closely last year then again I can't hate but I am on- a relatively new fan then again, I can't hate on people because I'm a Packers fan and I live in New York, so I can't. No, no, really... that, that's like that's bullshit. Like people saying like you have to be a fan of like geographically where you're from. Yeah, if, if you that, have I... some, if you have some other emotional connection, or yeah, to a team, yeah, then I agree. Geography has something to do with it, but like as long as you have an emotional connection, then that has value. If you have no emotional, if you were raised a certain way. Like I was raised a Boston fan my entire life. Yeah, like from the ages of like when I first started to, like, know what was going on, maybe, like, age of six to, like, maybe, like, the age of ten, you pro- I probably wouldn't have been able to tell you the difference between Philly or Boston. Like, it seems yeah. like I was living in Boston my entire life. Yeah. My ba- like, I would watch games with my dad in the basement all the time, and it was just, like, it looked like, you know, any basement you would find, like, in Massachusetts. And it was sick. But then, you know, I started to learn about, like, where I was and, like, you know, I was kind of, like, an odd man out or I was standing alone, but still. Just people who think you have to be the fan geographically where you're from, that annoys the hell out of me. No, yeah, I'm just saying I'm a weird combination because... You are. For New York, I'm a hockey fan. For hockey, I'm a New York fan. But for football, I'm a Packers fan. But I explained to you this before. I like sports teams with history. You did explain that. I'm a nut. I totally agree with it. But um, Lambeau got their first snow. I just want to point that out. I saw pictures all oh, over. No, it was literally covered in snow. And I was, th- I was thinking about going there in December. <laughs> I don't know if that's a move anymore. Have fun but, with that. But, all right, what Let's else? continue with what we had planned. Oh, um. Oh, no. Where is he from? Yes. Roman Josie? Josie. Josie. I, I need the pronunciation. I'm like. Hey, I'll play it on the phone. I have no idea how. Do you Never think Siri would not? I mean. He just guess. Yeah, okay. Um, Roman sounds like, you know, it obviously sounds Italian. But, like, I, I don't, it's not. Most Italian names end in a vowel. This is true. Um, like, I'm just going to stick with, like, stay on, like, the European track. I'm trying to think of, like, Northern European countries again. <laughs> In case we're gonna, we didn't explain this, we're doing Where's That Dude From? Roman. I knew a kid in high school named Roman. Really? I didn't know where he was from. <laughs> Maybe that would have helped you. Yeah, it definitely would have. But, um... I've seen pictures of Roman Josie, and honestly, he looks American. But I, I guess you could say that about some people, most people. Um... I don't know. For some reason, like, Czech Republic's kind of just, like, sticking with me. Nope. Okay, that's guess one. That's, that is guess number one. I'm no longer perfect, but... It was my fault week one, because I sent the highlight. I'm two for three. Shooting a 66% clip. Happy with that. But I honestly don't think I'm going to be able to get this one this week. Well, just do, just do guess 
two more times. Yeah. Just Here's throw the thing, it out like, there. I'm acting like I know a bunch of European countries. I don't. There's. I'm going to guess Turkish? Turkish? No. Mm. Okay. I feel like that was a decent guess, maybe. But, um... Now, some, like, a part of me is thinking, like... I think I'm 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 like I'm I'm either heading down a really like the wrong path, but like is he like Israeli or something? No, he's from Switzerland. Okay, I'm a, I I can live with that, but I, I was going the complete opposite direction. <laughs> like I really was. Does, does, do my guesses even make sense? No. Could you see that? Okay. I would have guessed Sweden, Finland. Um... I kind of blame Czech Republic. I was gonna go Norway for a second. I don't or Norway. Um, what is like? You're not Nor. You're Norwegian. Norwegian. Okay. <laughs> My dad studied in Switzerland. He did his spine fellowship there. All right, Roman Josie, so you you got me. Yeah. You got me. I've been beat. I've been defeated. So I think he would probably speak German. That's kind of cool. Why wouldn't he speak Swedish? Because well, like. It's like a German. It's based, yeah, no, I know, I know that the blames are very. I'm just saying that because my dad studied in Switzerland. He did his spine fellowship there, and he had to learn German to like diagnose patients in mm-hmm. German. Um, a lot of these guys are like trilingual though. Chris Kreider speaks Spanish, Russian, and English. That's kind of cool. Spanish. I don't know why he speaks Spanish, I don't but know, you took it in high school. The Russian helps because I've seen him like videos in the locker room of him speaking to like Pavel Buchnevich, who doesn't speak very good English. And he can communicate with them, which is a big plus. You brought up Henrik Lundqvist. Well, we were watching the game together, and we wanted to have we've wanted to have a debate segment on here for quite some time. What do you mean quite some time? We've basically had debate segments. It's gotten pretty heated. You well, yeah, but I wanted to have a planned debate segment. Oh, you wanted to have I a plan? I actually wanted to have a top because usually when we're talking, we just find something that we disagree on. Okay. And, like, it's cool when that happens naturally, but then we finally landed on a topic that we both got pretty heated about in the last episode when we were watching the game together. There, The first goal of the game, the second goal of the game, this happened 11 seconds. Of, I, I might put in a little recap here with the audio because this is the greatest 11 seconds of my life. In this 11 seconds, we come back from intermission, and we are told that Zabanajad is out for the game. And he's not day-to-day. So, you know, he's... Well, you never know what that means. We've discussed it. You never know it's what It's not a, a concussion. That's all we know. They okay. just really said it wasn't So a what you're saying is it wasn't hit to the head. That's what I'm hearing from you. We can have um, two debates if you want. Excuse me. Excuse me. We could have that debate as no. well, but... No, continue, please. So, and then 11 seconds after we get the news about Mika Zibanejad, the Bruins were to tie it up 1-1. Now, this goal was an interesting goal because Pasternak was rushing to net and he kind of lost the handle on the puck, but he got laid out by a Ranger defender and, I yes, he interfered with the goalie. Wait, are, we, are you talking about two different things right now? I'm talking about the goal where pa- Oh, there were You're two instances. You're talking about two different things. There were two instances. You're right. Because one instance was where a Bruin, I don't know if it was Pasternak or not, hit into Lundqvist and stopped him from making that first goal save and they said they were going to review it and then they reviewed it and they called it a goal and Henry got mad justifiably because it was goalie interference. What Jackie has failed to mention 
is that pasta was laid out by a ranged defender and That's a different time. That's a different time. No, 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 no. You're was wrong. he? The goaltender interference you want was on the first goal where Bergeron yeah. cleaned it up and yeah. scored yeah. after Lundqvist was kind of knocked out by Pasternak. Oh, so Pasternak was involved both times? Maybe it was Pasternak both times. I think it was. He's a he's a game changer. He's oh, a he's all he's gonna be involved. You know that's what that's what he does. But the Only first thing instance, he's good for is dunking commercials. It's a hilarious commercial. Listen to it if you haven't already. But. <laughs> The first instance is what we just talked about. Pasternak was hit by a defender, flew into Lundqvist, and then they wanted a goaltender interference, but it wasn't given as a goaltender interference because it was inadvertent contact because Pasternak um, was hit by a defender. And it should have been goaltender interference because he really wasn't pushed that hard, not going to lie. He was not pushed that hard. We can he go to replay not- if you'd like. Go to replay. Go. Okay, find I'll try it. to find it if you want to describe the um, second instance. The second instance was Henrik Lundqvist came out of goal to... Behind the net to pass the puck to a defender, where he was ambushed by Pasta that, okay, again, that's, that's... and Pasta came up close to him. So Henrik gave him a little shove because he was like, "Kind of get away from me." But everybody knows if you come close to the goalie, you're clearing both benches. So I don't know why Pasta would put himself in that situation in the first place because he's just asking to get hit. Again, Jackie is giving... And Lundqvist was charged with interference, so someone had to sit... It was a penalty. They got one man up for two minutes. It was so stupid. Again, Jackie is giving you a description where she has left out some major details. See, this is why I can't be a journalist. I don't believe in objectivity. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. I was like... Good point. Lundqvist initiated the hit on Pasternak. That's point number one. Yes. Lundqvist When the goalie comes out of the net, step back. You step back. Lundqvist didn't even you, go for the puck. He went for Pasternak. Yes, he did. No, he did not. Again, I have the highlights up. Are you ready? Are you ready to see how wrong you are? Go. But, yeah, okay. I have. First of all, I have the highlight from the first goal, from the first instance. So we're going to go to replay and watch that. Okay. Here we go. I'll turn the volume up so they can hear the call. Okay, Pasternak's driving towards the net. Gets slammed. Are you kidding me? The Rangers defender... Lays out into Pasternak, completely takes out both of his. Watch this. Watch this. What? So then you know what should be done. You know what should, should be done. Like- no, you know what should be done. Goal should be taken back. Rangers should be penalized. You should shot. be a met. You should yeah. It should be a shot. penalty shot. That's what should happen. It shouldn't have been ruled a goal. There should have been a penalty shot, or it should have been an interference call. And you guys were up a man for two minutes. That's what should have happened. They shouldn't have left it as a goal because that's just not right. So the conclusion that we just came to. And the realization that Jackie just made is that Pasternak was absolutely body slammed. He, he mean, wasn't body slammed first off. He was tripped. Yes, it, it was It was a huge trip. The defender probably made the right play. He was, he slid to try to block a shot. But Pasternak... I don't know if it was... I think because... Yeah, he was probably tra- sliding It was sloppy. So my idea was he was trying to get him out of the way to stop him from even making a shot in the first place. That's my guess. But my guess was he's too late because Rangers tend to do this where they slide for no reason because they can't actually play defense. Okay. Well, okay. My Pauly's, second rant part two. Perhaps the penalty shot, but Bergeron cleaned it up. And you're telling me Pasta wouldn't score on the... Oh, on the penalty shot? No way. No way. Lundqvist would have had him. Okay. okay. Well, Lundqvist got pretty mad after that. Yeah, I would be mad too as a goalie. I'm wondering if the second instance is going to be in the replays. I, I, I'll try to find it. 
But, you know, it was a pretty interesting play. Um, I can look for it, but here's my argument against it. You've already heard it, and it's that Lundqvist, you know, hits puck. Here's the play that I think should have happened. The puck went behind the net, and usually when, you know, there are offensive players crashing net, the goalie usually plays it safe, and he doesn't go out, and he doesn't go to try to retrieve the puck. Because if he does try to retrieve the puck, pull up the he's going to give it away. What should have just happened was when the puck went behind the net and Pasternak had the puck. You just slide your other post and protect okay, from the okay. wraparound. You see? You see what the problem is? When your defense isn't good and you're Players trying and you're Players trying to get the puck out of the zone, you try and find somebody on the boards to just get it out because they weren't doing their job. They were frazzled after that goal wasn't called back and there was no penalty shot. Like, what? Yo, someone can get their <laughs> car horn, right? Okay, they got it. <laughs> Like talk about a pet peeve. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's just It's not looking good for this replay, by the way. Oh. I think these are just goal highlights. This probably. is posted by the NHL, so it's probably not, you know, all encompassing. But I don't think those highlights are gonna be found, unfortunately. I can keep searching, but um you know it was a very strange play. Uh it's a play that I've certainly never seen as a hockey fan uh, hockey fan, so the anticipation that I made when I saw the play was, okay, Pasternak's behind that Lundqvist is just going to slide over and protect the other post against the wraparound. That's what I saw coming on the play. But Lundqvist decided to go try to retrieve the puck, and there was a collision between him and Pasternak. And when the goalie gets hit, you're right. Then that, that causes issues. So, you know, that's my two cents. All right. We'll, we'll agree to disagree, probably forever. I feel like I kind of made some, a bit of a compromise on the last kind of did. It's just because just, I simply... I'm not going to act like I, I know just, what was going on. Because it was a strange play. It was a weird play that I've never seen before. Well, so. the thing is... You see, the refs are so weird. Because the refs sometimes will call things that are cut and dry, but they don't call it cut and dry. Like, they'll call some weird call over something that was clearly tripping or interference or roughing. But... Like, with this play, when it wasn't so cut and dry, because you could make the argument, yes, that he was tripped and that tripped Lundqvist, or you can make the argument saying, that's goalie interference no matter how you slice it. But then they made a cut and dry call. They were like, oh, goal. So, I don't really know what their thought process was behind it. I personally have seen goals called back for a lot less than that. I went to an early game two years ago when my family and I went to the city and we missed the Broadway show we were supposed to go to for my mom's birthday because half the city was closed for an sure ethnic parade. And I said to my parents, well, the Rangers are playing and we're close to the garden. We're on that side of the city. Why don't we just go? And after asking eight times, they finally said yes. And I saw them play the Canadians. And they had two... So they were the first to score. Was there a review the Canadians, the There was no review at this time, right? Yeah, there was. Okay. And... The Canadians scored the first two goals, and both of them were called back. One for goalie interference, one for something I can't remember. But it was if it was like that, I would have remembered it. And the goalie interference wasn't even that bad. It was very clearly goalie interference. Lundqvist wasn't really hurt. He wasn't making a big deal about it. So I've seen goals. I just want to know what the ref's thought process is, because I have seen goals get called back for a lot less than that. And you know, it's interesting, because last episode we talked about, or at least I made the case yeah. that... I appreciate the officials because they usually give a pretty good, like, 30-second explanation about what their thought process was. Here's my, like, uh, I'll kind of refute what you're 
going at there. The goaltender interferences that I typically see are, you know, players in the crease, you know, like, trying to, like, screen the goalie from a shot coming from the point, and they happen to, you know, like, make contact with the goalie, and there's usually no third party involved. Now, when there's a third party defender involved in this case, and it was such a huge, like, you know, trip, and Pasternak really had no control over his body after the point when he was tripped by the defender, that's when I'm kind of just like, if it were to be given as a goaltender interference, I, I would just be standing with my arms up like, well, what the hell was he supposed to do? Yeah, I mean... What the hell was he supposed to do? Yeah, I mean, I agree. Like I said, it was... it was, It's controversial, and it's not as cut and dry as the officials made the call. That's just... So what you're saying is you would have liked to hear more from the officials. There's yes. a communication issue between you and the officials, is what I'm hearing. Yes. Okay. And then again... Maybe you should talk to them about it. Hey, listen, I have offered to write... I almost wrote the Rangers how many times last year? I'm not talking about that. You should write I the almost officials. DM'd David Quinn. You, you, as a fan, you have the right to hear an explanation. I'm, I'm sure the benches were noted, like, I'm sure, like, because... David Quinn was freaking out. He was yeah. not happy, the Rangers head coach. Well, he should be upset with his defender. He should be upset with all of his defenders because they're all not playing very well. Except for Jacob Truba. And I'd like to say Brady Shea is playing well, but I can't say that. Because he's not. Goaltender interference or not goaltender interference, I think. We're just never going to see it the same way. We never are. It's fine. We should just Maybe on. we need somebody who doesn't even know hockey just to make the determination. But then they won't know what they're looking at. Someone who knows ho- hockey but doesn't Kelly. care about... We should just get Kelly in here. No, no, no. Someone that knows hockey but you know doesn't care for either the Bruins or the Rangers. I have not met a single one of those people on this campus. I See, I would ask Clay, but he would probably just, like, argue against whatever I was saying. <laughs> because uh, just for, for some the sake reason, of there's arguing a Bruins-Flyers rivalry. Like, okay. The Flyers are everybody's rival because they suck. They literally they literally were the, the team that established enforcers in the first place. They were because they they were getting bullied by the rest of the teams because they didn't have as big a player. So we said, all right, we're going to bully them. And they started the whole era of enforcers. I literally watched a documentary on it. Kind of mad. Wasn't surprised that the Flyers did that. Um, not, you know, not to justify... No, no, like, kind of to justify with it. Yeah, to justify what they did. I'm not, I'm not saying I agree with, you know, just telling players to go out and just, like, hit guys and endanger people. But if, you know, if you know, like, if you recognize that as one of your weaknesses being a smaller team and not being able to, you know, like, four-check no, or not I, being able to keep guys on the boards, then, yeah, you need to go out and sign guys who are capable I, of doing that. I happen but you to don't agree sign with them just to say, like, hey, you're going to go hit these guys just to no, make sure. I happen to agree with some aspects of enforcers because... They did a whole analysis where when the differences between... So, a lot of people compare Sidney Crosby to the Wayne Gretzky, like, of our time. And they were saying when Wayne was on the ice, he had his enforcer. And anybody who was playing them knew if they touched touched Wayne Wayne. Gretzky, they were dead. And Sidney Crosby has had I don't know how many concussions. I'm not justifying... I do not... I hate Sidney Crosby. I do not like him. I'm not justifying what he does because... I'm sorry, when you're a good player in the NHL, people are going to try and get you riled up. People are going to try and fight. They're going to want to drop gloves. And if you just go and cry to the refs about it, how does that make you look? Not very good. That's what he does, though. But there, he would have had less concussions and be, in quote-unquote, less danger if he had an enforcer. I think Evgeny Malkin is personally an enforcer. I think he is. Um, 
I don't know how other people see it. Yeah, he is kind of a skilled player. But if you look at the size of him, I think he's purely there as even though they're not allowed to say they have enforcers anymore in the NHL, I think he's an enforcer. But clearly not to the extent as it was because Sidney Crosby has had so many concussions. He may have a shorter career because there were no enforcers allowed because he had all these concussions because you look at cases like Rick Nash had to decide to retire a year after he was traded to the Bruins because he was showing signs of CTE and he had kids who were like five and three years old. I remember that news. That like made me really upset because I'm pretty sure we were going to resign him. Yeah, and he had to he retire. He was a great player. He was, like, getting towards the... But, like, he was getting towards the end of his... You, oh, you he noticed was. how, you like, know, you, you notice You notice the difference in his playing because he used to be very good and he used to put up numbers so good that my friend actually named her dog after him. Uh, Rick or Nash? Nash. Okay, I was going to say. No, his dog, her dog's name is Nash. Can't name your dog Rick. He's really but cute. Nash is a good name for a dog. He's the size of me, but it's fine. And he jumps on me. That works then, because Rick Nash was a big... He was a big guy, right? Yeah, yeah he, he was. was huge. I remember, like... I was like, man, Rick Nash on this team now? We're winning the cup. Um, Enter Lightning. Who sucked <laughs> now? They, I can't believe how horrible they are. Steven Stamkos is very upset. And so is Kucherov. They are both very pissed about it and have released multiple statements. Like, everyone's focusing on Austin Matthews. They keep getting statements from him after they lose. And he just keeps saying, we have to be better, we have to be better. But nobody's focusing on... Stamkos or Kucherov, and they were the favorites to win the cup last year. So many people. I remember when I made my bracket, I had the Lightning win in the cup. I was like, they're going all the way. They yeah. hit 100 points before everybody else. They have the most points in the league, most wins in the league. They got it. Here's why I think you're not hearing about them because I think everyone has just completely stopped paying attention to them or lost respect for their franchise after that tweet. Uh, one tweet has done so much harm to a franchise, and I just I, I can't believe how much damage like. I'm pretty sure everyone knows this, but after they got swept, like, they released a tweet, you know, like, we're so sorry, we need to be better. Well, yes, that's just something you don't do. Yeah, no. Like, that just makes, how weak does that because make you look? It makes you look also, so Also, it looks weak. weak, but you also don't really... The rest of the NHL is laughing at you. As much as I want to say you don't own an explanation to your fans, because you don't... You owe an ex- You don't owe an explanation at any time, in any sport, in any championship... Because there is a winner and a loser, always. You don't owe an explanation to your fans, no matter how loyal they are, no matter what they do at your games, no matter how much money they give you. And your fans know that hockey's one of those sports where, you know, not to say, like, the better like the better team, like, doesn't always come out on top, but it's always just so up. It's always, it like, is a toss-up always, It me. is always so up in the air. And no matter... Like, stuff like that happens. So, I mean... Yeah. Like, obviously, we, expectations were high for that team. Oh, yeah. But, I mean... To go out and do what they did. I mean, like, their, their fans understand. Like, they're going to be upset, but they understand. The reason why I think people were mad the most was because a lot of people entered this bracket that, like, I did. So what it was, it was this huge... The NHL was running this huge bracket. Like, a lot of people put money, like, a lot of money on this. A lot of people did. They... So much so that they did a second chance bracket. They said, were you knocked out? Like, did you have the Lightning winning? Okay, you have a second chance to get your money back. But I just don't think it was predicted to have them to leave that early. No, not at all. And here's the only th- only time that I think a tweet like that, or you know, a huge press release like an apology to the fans is necessary, and that's if it's noticeable that your team did not give one hundred and ten percent. Yeah. The only time that's ever necessary is when it's clear and obvious that the effort wasn't there. Um, I didn't watch any of the series, so I can't speak on that. 
I watched but a little I, bit I'm of not, it. But I'm not going to sit here and say they didn't, like, you know, give on. I'm sure they did. That would be hard yeah, for me to believe. I... It's like if, like, the White Sox, like, you know, like, the old the old White Sox teams, like, you know, when they threw games. That's when, like, something yeah. like that is an apologies issue. Like, this is not that same situation. Yeah, and all, playoff so. hockey is different. It's almost like I like to describe it as, like, a switch. Like, as soon as playoff time comes... Teams change, team dynamic changes. There are some teams that just perform better in the playoffs than they do during the regular season. And that's why it's so great. And that is part of what makes it great. And also, I think some teams downfall because I think the Lightning went in expecting we're going to play like we've been playing all season. We're going to mow through teams. That's what we're going to do. We've been doing that all season. And then all these other teams come in and turn on a switch saying we have to be better. We, have, we know we're going up against tough teams. They didn't downgrade it at all. Where I think the Lightning there may have gone in a little bit more confident. Because number one, they had the highest goal scorer on the team. They were the highest scoring team in general. They were the first to hit 100 points and the most points in the league and the most goals in the league. So I think going into the playoffs with that mindset already destroys you. Yeah. Like the Blues came in. I don't want to say just lucky to be here, nothing but they were. Yeah, nothing to lose. They had nothing to lose. They were last. They were here now. They they were just happy to be here. They were, they felt lucky in terms of and had getting to, to prove, be where they are. They did because teams play. Uh, these guys don't belong here. Yeah, you mm-hmm. can make you can make the same argument for Vegas. All those guys were pissed that they were put up in the expansion draft. Yeah, all of them. Were I know Mark Andre Fleury was probably one of the most pissed because he literally just won a cup for their team, <laughs> and their team said, "Well, you're going to Vegas," so. All of them had something to prove, and that's what made them that far. And like you said before, the Blues have something to prove, or had something to prove, and they made it that far. So I think the quote-unquote underdog, or having that motivation, like you have to prove yourself, is more powerful than a solid regular season, and points and goals and everything overall. Especially in the playoffs. So what I hear you saying is, you're probably never going to make a bracket again for money. I didn't make it for money. All of my friends almost said, like, let's put money on it. And then as soon as Series 1 was over, we were like, good thing we didn't put money on it. Baseball, hockey, I'll just never. Never. I'll just never, never bet on it. You'd never bet on hockey. I'll never bet in the first place, but I will never bet on baseball or hockey. I've never bet in the first place. Because of just, like, how so unpredictable it is. Basketball and football, it's different because, you know, matchups play. Yeah. But. Oh, basketball, you can have one superstar and win a ton of games. Basketball is a weird. I don't. That's one reason why I don't like basketball. Also, it's kind of boring. You can watch yeah. the five last five seconds. The players the are starting to run the league, and it's kind of just like I, I could go off on basketball. I'm not a big fan of the NBA, but you know I watch it. Well, I the NBA it, prides itself on being the most socially forward professional league. Probably one of the best run leagues. Um, yeah. Honestly, but um, we do have goals of the week. And we do, the but we've been ha- we've been having very good discussions. So let's let's get to the goals of the week. We have. I haven't watched them. Um, Panarin's unassisted goal oh, yeah. with Buffalo against Buffalo was amazing. Um, that alone made me want to get his jersey. Made me want to drop 160 bucks oh, to get shoot. his jersey. Do you remember when the goal was in the game? So I need to find oh, it. I thought I see. Um, no, you gave me the entire game highlights. No, it's in the beginning. Oh, this is a done because I've seen this. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, he picks it off of center ice. That was beautiful timing, though, because it could have very easily been an offside. We're totally wrong about all... Because something happened last night, and I know you saw, but somebody on the Red Wings... It was other Red Wings, some, some guy in red, did the scoop thing behind the net, picked it up on his stick, and, like, threw it in off his stick. Like, through the stick? No, 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 no. He did one of those things where he, like, turns the puck oh, up on his side, picks it up on his stick, yeah. and then, like... 
threw it past the goalie from behind. I... It was one of those sick goals. They, the NHL called it something. Yeah. Like, it had a name to it. I forget what it was called. But um, that, that had to be goal of the week. And But it happened a little late. And these we decided these on Monday. So No, yesterday. We met yesterday. Did we really? Yeah. Oh, we met on a Tuesday. We did because it was really late on Monday. Tuesday meetings, Monday meetings. Tuesday meetings worked much better. Yeah, they did. I agree. Because it was pile to the metal. It was. We held, because I was I just had I had a day yesterday. You did. But um, yeah, I haven't seen this Michael Furlab, Brandon Suter. Um, it was pretty good. I have it on Instagram. I'll show you. I actually saved it because I knew we'd have this problem. Again. And while you're looking for that one, find the other one, just because. Like Which it, one? It has to jump straight to the top. You know the one where you put it on a stick and. Um. And I also want to figure out what it was called. Okay, I'm going to turn the volume on. I didn't see it on Instagram. Okay. Got Canucks in blue. Okay, this is a good build up. Off the board. Oh, what a pass. Okay, yeah, this this is... Team goals like that are just filthy. Yeah. I, I, love, the, I love the huge build up play, but... I mean... <laughs> The one dude actually pulled it off, and I need to find it. I, that's something I used to, like. We used to try to do in street hockey, and he just did it in the NHL. <laughs> so I mean, you know, mad respect to that guy. Yeah, I mean, save of the week. I'll tell you something. Do we do we have a save of the week? We I have about five of them. Oh, just from go the Bruins game last night. I don't know. No, it's not. I'm not talking about Rask. The Bruins ended up winning, like, 5-1. to one. What did they play? The Sharks. Oh. The Sharks goalie was standing on his head last. I felt so bad for the guy because he was <laughs> making some ridiculous saves on the Bruins. Just, like, uh, I need to find the guy's name because I feel like I need to give him a proper shout-out. I'm, I'm sure he'll hear this and, you know, <laughs> post it on his Instagram, like, thanks for the shout-out. Oh, out, yeah, buddy. definitely. But uh, this guy was out of his mind last You want to hear something interesting, actually? The San Jose Sharks are in the lead for the penalty kill. Martin Jones, in the yeah, league. I saw that last night. They were like, clip, like killing it like ninety three percent. Yeah, ninety percent. Yep. Oh yeah, because the Bruins scored a couple on him last night. But Martin Jones, I mean, just had himself a day. He gave up five goals, none of which were his fault. The just <laughs> shot, sure I, shockingly I'm honestly, bad defense. Honestly Brian sure. Burns, get it together. Shave your hair, do whatever, because you are, you have some ugly hair, dude. But. Martin Jones was just making some ridiculous saves on Bruins last night. Now, the Bruins have had an issue for a very long time of being able to score goals that they should. The Bruins make it way too hard on themselves. They score the difficult goals, and they miss the easy goals. Like, they've had some wide... They had wide open nets the other night that Martin Jones was just, like, pulling out of the air. And I couldn't believe what I was watching. Yeah, it's... But shout-out Martin Jones. He he is the save of the week. He's my... He's just... Brian Elliott, step aside. He's my goalie of the week. O- only only this guy can give up five goals a week, like five goals in a game, and I'll still give him goalie of the week because, I mean, dude was going nuts. Yeah, I agree. Um, did you see any of them? I did not, but I'm looking at the stats right now. Was I that convincing? I agree. Well, yeah, and, and any time you're up against a team like the Bruins and you're – they, 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 just, they just couldn't hang. But this yeah. guy was just, like, making some ridiculous saves. Wow, I didn't realize Joe Thornton was 40. Oh, has to be. It's, guess how old Char is. 43. 42. That was pretty close. He's 42. Yeah. Last year of Char's contract. Oh! He will be gone after this year. He will be retiring because I can't... 
I desperately want the dude to retire in a Bruins sweater. But the Bruins are going to have to make a business decision after the end of this year. And if Char doesn't retire, he's not going to be playing in Boston next year. Yeah, and that would stink for him. Yeah, so I think the dude kind of just has to realize that he's slower than everyone else. He's not landing as many hits as he used to. He's really just not having much of an impact on the game. And when he does, it's usually a negative impact. I, I disrespect the guy a lot by calling him big useless on this show. Yeah. But, I mean, I've been watching... The dude's been on the Bruins for as long as I can remember. Yeah. As long as I've been alive. So it's going to be weird not seeing him. But, you know, it's it's... Ultimately, if we want to be playing at that elite level, uh, it's time for some of the young defenders to step up. Tori Krug's already at that level. Charlie McAvoy's getting there. Oh, Charlie McAvoy from Long Island. Yeah. Like, these are some young studs who are ready to step in and fill that role. And Charlie just needs to pass the torch. There's no shame in that. I mean, dude played till 40, like, till he was 42 years old. Not a lot of people can yeah. say that. Yeah, that's insane. I feel like he's kind of at the point where, like, he just can't cope with retiring and he doesn't like he's kind of like seeing it as giving up but I mean guy has to realize that you know he he's a legend so yeah I agree um it would be nice for him to retire in a burn sweater I'm really hoping that's what he does because especially for all he did for that team in his prime the Bruins are gonna have to like you know like, you, know, you can't trade him. Who's going to take him? I don't know who would sign... If they would sign him again, like, maybe for... Like, you certainly wouldn't trade him with... Like, if... Like, the Bruins all of a sudden just, like, went off a cliff and just had, you know, a terrible... Yeah, a terrible season up until the trade deadline. Like, maybe some team that was looking for a little boost in defense would, like, maybe inquire about Chara just because he only has one year left and he would be a good, like, little pickup. Um, for a playoff push, but you know that would really suck to see. So, yeah. I, I'm, best case scenario, Tari retires at the end of this year, and you know, but usually at this age, like you kind of say, like, "Hey guys, this is my last year." So, like, you kind of like go on tour, like you go around. I don't know if hockey does that. It happens in baseball a lot when like a legend retires. And they go back um, to old ballparks that they played for the last time, and like a team will honor them. Well, actually, that last night again when it was Girardi, when it was the Rangers versus the Lightning, Dan Girardi played for the Rangers for a number of years, and then he played two or three years with the Lightning. So at that game last night, they honored him because he retires. Like his whole family came, he dropped the puck. Yeah. Like it's nice. They did a whole video montage. I miss him. He was a great defender. One of the only competent ones on the New York Rangers squad, but we won't talk about it. It's fine. Totally fine. They just traded away all their defense, and now they're whatever. It's fine. Um, that's my um, that's my little eulogy for Chara. <laughs> so, rest in peace, big guy. I hope you make this decision at the end of the year. Um, you deserve it more than anyone else. Um, Do you imagine not, if you listen to this? Not, not, not saying I want you to retire. I'd love for you to turn back the clock and play for a couple more years at the level you used to be able to, but realistically, you can't do that. So, love you, big guy. Uh, do we want to talk about the outdoor game? Jets and Flames. Oh, that hit? Yeah, Lowry is suspended for two games for that hit. Bad it hit. was a bad hit. Dude got, I mean, this poor guy gets checked in the back and then just gets slammed. His head just goes straight into the boards. Um, in recent years, we've been seeing the NHL take a lot. Um, Concussion protocol. Yeah. Okay. 
uh, take it. Well, they take it a lot more seriously now, I think, than they ever did. Uh, because especially with the concussion pro, well, this year, if your helmet comes off while you're you on the ice, you have to ice. you have to get on the you have to get off the ice. Last year, they just continued play. The NHL is kind of like the trailblazer for that. Yeah. Because they have that rule, like you can't you have actually no, that's college football. I'm sorry, it might be in the NFL too. I'm not sure, but um, either way, and I, I like that move. I'm kind of surprised that they made it just because... I'm here for it. I don't know if you know, like, about very much rules, but you know the helmet rule was grandfathered in to the NHL? It wasn't meaning meaning that... So if you were an older player like Bobby Orr, playing with younger guys, you like, you didn't have to wear a helmet if that rule wasn't put in place okay. when you first came into the NHL. Well, Charles still doesn't wear a visor. Yeah, the visor rule was also grandfathered in, so Char was around when a visor wasn't... So he's, like, the only one left. Yeah, Ovechkin wears one, Crosby wears one. There aren't a lot of players that don't wear them anymore because it was also grandfathered in. Um, Only thing about the rule is we're not going to have gems like Tory Krug in Game 1 of the Stanley Cup last year racing down the ice without a helmet to lay a massive yeah. hit on. Like, that's probably my favorite hockey player of all time. Just a furious Tory Krug after, like, a bad hit when he was down on the ice without a helmet. Just flies down the ice to get his revenge. And just like leaves both feet just to slam this guy, and we're gonna we're gonna lose a little bit of that. I, I'm I like this rule in particular because you know it is such an issue, and hockey more than not more than football, but more so than most other sports is probably gonna have this issue pop up in a couple of years, like in in the near future. But I feel like there's you know a bit of nostalgia or you know there's that little, there's that little aspect of the NHL yeah. of toughness and you know like missing teeth. That's kind of just like I, so. I, that's kind of so iconic. I'm hoping that the NHL, when they're contemplating all these rule changes to make things safer, that they keep that sort of identity and they keep that. In I mind think they're trying to what, move away from it because, because I'm a nerd and I read a lot about this and I watch a lot about this. I think that kind of idea, especially now with the whole mental illness being more accepted in athletes, I think that. There, with all the concussions, even though there aren't as many concussions in the NHL as there are in the NFL and stuff like that, I think that now they're very going to try and focus on player safety. A lot of people have even come out and said that, first of all, they did a poll back in the early 2000s, like, what, like, if, should fighting be allowed in the NHL? 99% of people said yes. 1% of people said no, who they served. That's awesome. I'm glad to hear that. That is awesome. And people were making jokes like the 1% is Sidney Crosby. And it was like, that's <laughs> funny. But now, because people are saying that fighting shouldn't be right, it shouldn't be condoned. But like, it's a part of the sport. People say, like, if we wanted to watch fighting, we'd go to, like, a boxing match. But that's not necessarily true because of the toughness and need. and that doesn't mean you have to go around fighting everybody it just means that you get hit you take the hit and you continue playing or you get hit bad and you just get off the ice it doesn't have to mean that you have to go around and fight everybody or be an enforcer but we see elements of the tradition starting to fade yeah. with a lot of the new rules and a lot of the ways that the refs are now fighting has decreased it's like by an extraordinary like an extraordinary amount um, I, I, I saw numbers recently 
just about how much how many fights there have been in recent years compared to how many there were years ago. It's more it's prevalent. Like it's so down. In it's more prevalent in the KHL and the AHL because they have more to prove there. Mm-hmm. In the minors, they have more to prove, so they fight more. And it's more prevalent in younger players because they feel like they have something to prove. When Leas Anderson was first pulled up last year, he was getting thrown in the box left and right because he felt he had something to prove. You have to prove how tough you are. You have to prove that you're willing to stand up for yourself because the veterans are going to go after you when they see a new face on the ice. So it's kind of a torrent. It's like one extreme to the other where, yeah, we are seeing less fighting, but we're seeing more fighting in the minors and in the younger guys in the NHL than in the older guys. How many, think about it this way. How many times do you see Sidney Crosby or Alex Ovechkin go to the box for fighting? Not very often. Because they're established players, they're stars. They know, first of all, if they go after them, they're going to have, it's going to be a bench clearing situation. And second of all, they've proved themselves through skill play. And those who feel they can't prove themselves all the way, or at least enough to stay in the NHL through their skill, they prove it, they think they can prove it through toughness. Which, I don't know, it's it's controversial. I don't know what I can say about that. I don't think one is better than the other. Um, I just think that the young guys have a lot of pressure on them, especially with how many times players move up and down from the minors in the NHL. Because you could pull a player up anytime. Philip Cheadle was pulled up for last night's game. Like, their only other decent center. And he got a goal. What's his name? Philip Cheadle. He was pulled up and he got a goal. And I've been saying all season that he should have been pulled up from the beginning. I don't know why he's on the Wolf Pack. But they pulled him up and they got a goal. That's all I'm saying. He is very skilled. But, you know. My little... Coach Jackie gets 